Welcome to the AHA Process webinar podcast series. In this installment, Joey Yarber and Kyle Minkler of Simon Solutions are joined by Quinn Shipper of Stillwater Cares. The three discuss assessing getting ahead using the Charity Tracker app from Simon Solutions. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be here this morning. We appreciate the time and consideration that you're giving us. I'm also joined by my teammates, Kyle Minkler from Simon Solutions, and Quinn Shipper, uh, who's the funding or founding executive director of Stillwater Cares in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Very privileged to be with uh, these gentlemen this morning as we present uh, Charity Tracker. Charity Tracker is an easy-to-use, HIPAA-compliant, web-based client case management system uh, that was actually born out of our local community's response back in 2006 to Hurricane Katrina. Uh, here's what happened. In our local community, we had 330 evacuees from the Gulf Coast that had fled uh, what was a very devastating situation there. Many did not have a place to stay. They had no food to eat. They had no clothes. And our local helping agencies were struggling trying to figure out a way to connect those that had the resources with those that needed them. So our local community came up with the way of putting everyone on the same page at the same time with Charity Tracker. And today, we're in over 1,000 cities across the United States, pretty much working from that same initial challenge, just being able to connect, streamline the helping process along the way, making agencies and communities more effective and more efficient in that helping delivery service. As we, we have gone along through the years, we've sought to improve, making our system more effective for our customers. In 2012, we developed Charity Tracker Plus, uh, this provides some extra tools that help in a regard to creating a safety net. Also, uh, we designed a feature to set up a list of goals with the client to work with them out of that place of crisis to self-sustainability. In 2014, we had the honor of meeting with the good folks from the AHA process. Uh, we sought to develop tools in partnership to evaluate the Getting Ahead program. Uh, there were three components which we were focusing on that now you can measure there within our case client management system. It's a feature called assessments. And number one, uh, the self-assessment of resources. You can find this in module seven. Number two, the stability scale. This can be found in module two. And number three, the return on investment indicators, which looks at income, debts, uh, assets, and also benefits. With Charity Tracker, uh, we hope to provide all of you with the opportunity uh, to do the following. To generate reports at individual and organizational levels, keep track of getting ahead graduate assessments, set up goals, action plans, and develop future stories. What we'd like to do now is take you through the system, show you how it works, and also bring in our friend Quinn uh, from a testimonial uh, perspective because he has used the system uh, and share with you information as to what his experience was. Right now, to take you through for the instruction, I'd like to introduce you to my teammate, Kyle Minkler. Kyle? Yes, thank you, Joey. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, wherever you are. <laughs> My name is Kyle, and I'm a member of the Charity Tracker team. And I'm very, very honored to share a little bit about our solution today with all you good folks that um, took time to visit with us. Charity Tracker, as Joey explained, is a tool. Simply, it's a tool that allows agencies to keep track of important information about the clients 
those people, um, getting at investigators that you work with day in and day out. Charity Tracker is a web-based tool, so what I'd like to do today is kind of take you through the Charity Tracker system, do a short demonstration, show you how the tools work specifically for the Getting Ahead program, and then, as Joey explained, we'll bring Quinn on and then we'll answer some questions at the end if there are any. Today I'm going to be logging into a demo site. So everything you see here is going to be bogus. You don't have to worry about seeing any real information. Each Charity Tracker network is set up at a specific secure web address. Some organizations will use Charity Tracker in-house, where it's just the staff, getting ahead facilitators for your getting ahead class, can use this in-house and not connect with any other organizations in a community. Other communities that we serve will use this as a citywide collaborative over several cities for a countywide or over several county collaboratives to streamline that helping process and get everyone on the same page. Either way you use Charity Tracker, the tools are the same. Everything in the system is centered around a person, a client, someone that you're working with. We've logged into a demo site now. Up in the top right corner, there's a few colored tabs, which you'll see when you log into Charity Tracker, Home, My Agency, and Agencies. And then there's a couple buttons over on the left, Search and Add New Case. These are the main two features of the system. We hope that you'll find the system to be easy to navigate as we go through this demonstration today. I just want to introduce you uh, to the system, starting with these two buttons on the left. Apologies there. So the first thing we'll do here is let's say we have a gentleman named John Smith that we're working with. In Charity Tracker, John Smith will have a case file. It's like a file in a filing cabinet. That search button on the left is used to search for an existing client's case file. So we can search using the search button to find an existing client's case. A client might be someone that you serve at your organization with counseling or some direct services like social service assistance. Um, or you could be entering your clients into the system, each client being a getting ahead investigator for your getting ahead program. I've opened up John's case. And on the right side of the screen, every case has these colored tabs. Each colored tab relates to John in some way. Personal info is an overview for John. Any basic details that have been recorded on John's case will be displayed here under the personal info screen. Any of these details are reportable. So if you wanted to write for a grant or for some your board or some funding, you needed to know how many people did we serve in the last class. Out of those people, how many were, what was the gender breakdown, male versus female, or ethnicity breakdown. Um, you can get all of that data because you're collecting it on the case file. You can run reports on that information later. Assistance over here on the right. Many organizations will use Charity Tracker to keep a tally on any direct services or assistance that are provided to a client. Under the Assistance tab, we can see a summary of any past assistance that's been So um, under the Assistance tab, we can see past assistance records that have been recorded. We can also add new assistance records and even make referrals. Charity Tracker, if used in a community way, you can send referrals from one client's case to another agency in your community collaborative. So Charity Tracker, if it is used in a collaborative way, you can send referrals from your agency to another agency directly within the system, and email notification is sent at that time. Charity Tracker can keep track of relationships, household dynamics. We know that household dynamic is very important for reports and so forth, the Relationships tab is where we can go to link clients together to form a household. Case notes can be recorded under the Notes section. 
alerts. If there's something very important about John that you wanted to alert, anyone that may work with John, someone else at your team, uh, they might, might not be aware John had a large house fire last month, you could post an alert under John's case to show that John had a large house fire and any details about that. The red alert section would be the first section that pops up under a client's case if there's at least one alert there under the alert section. And then finally, outcomes. We can work with clients over a long term. We can help move them from a place of crisis to a more self-sustainable place through setting up a list of goals here under the outcomes section. We can see here for each of the life areas, you can have wow. financial related goals, social support, education. So the outcomes section is simply a list of goals under a client's case. And as those goals are completed, you can mark them off. You can set up an action, uh, action plan, action steps to complete those goals and ultimately um, your, goal, your, your outcome will be to move this person through all the goals that are under this outcome section. Now, specifically for getting ahead, we can turn on or turn off the corresponding tabs on the right. Share my screen again. Uh, over on the right side of the screen, the tabs can be turned on or turned off depending on what your needs are. For the Getting Ahead program, there would be an additional purple tab called Assessments, which I'll show you in just a moment. Under that purple tab of called assessments, where you can record periodic assessments. And those assessments look at three pieces of information, three elements of evaluation. The first is the self-assessment of the 11 resource areas. As Joey explained during the intro, these self-assessments, um, this self-assessment of resources here is found directly in the Getting Ahead workbook in Module 7. So this information will be filled out by the investigator and collected by the facilitator of the Getting Ahead class to be entered into Charity Tracker later tonight, later the, the next day. Uh, you can enter this information in after. So the first piece is that self-assessment of the 11 resource areas. The second piece of information is the stability scale found in Module 2. The investigator can highlight, check off, or circle the corresponding cell uh, found to the right of each of the different areas of the stability scale, time horizon, housing, bills, emotional, and so forth. This information is collected. You can put this in the charity tracker in an assessment, as I'll show you in just a moment. And then finally, the return on investment indicators. <laughs> you got to laugh. Here we go. Uh, the return on investment indicators here, it looks at a person's income and assets, also their debts and benefits at that point in time when the assessment is recorded. So I'm going to switch back over to this demo site, and we're going to log in and take a look at the purple assessments tab under a client's case. So each Getting Ahead investigator in your Getting Ahead class will have their own unique case file in Charity Tracker. On the right side of each case file, the purple Assessments tab here, which I'm looking at right now, will be a place where you can record assessments. Most Getting Ahead sites that we work with will record an assessment early on in the class, not at the very start, um, and maybe Quinn can speak to this a little bit later, um, but some point early enough in the class where the investigators can understand the process and identify um, the self-assessment of resources, the stability scale, and return on investment information, and we can record that in early on. So we can take another assessment later on, perhaps at the end of the class, at graduation, and a second assessment can be recorded at that time, and periodically afterwards, maybe three months after the class, six months after, nine months after, and so forth. What we're looking at is John's assessments area. I've already recorded one assessment. We call this first assessment the baseline. Here on the screen, this blue colored 
graph here is showing the different life areas for the self-assessment of resources, and the baseline data is displayed. If I scroll down on the screen, we can also see the baseline data for the stability scale is also recorded. And then lastly, the return on investment indicator information is here at the bottom. We can see the person's income, debts, and assets, as well as benefits at that point in time when the assessment was taking place. Today, we can record another assessment. Let's say today, John Smith is graduating from our spring 2016 Getting Ahead class. I can click the button here in the upper part of the screen that says Add Assessment. When I do that, Charity Tracker will walk me through the different areas of the assessment so that we don't miss any piece of information. Over here on the left, it walks us through each of the areas there. For time's sake, I won't go through each area, but I just want to show you um, some examples. First off, everyone that belongs to the same Getting Ahead class or Getting Ahead group will have the same number. This helps us with reporting later on. We'll say John belongs to our number one group, our first Getting Ahead class. We could put a note in here, maybe John graduated from the spring 2016 GA class today. Click Save section and continue. And on the left, it brings us to the first of the other sections during our assessment. This is the first life area of the self-assessment of resources. This is the financial. Depending on whatever the investigator checked off on the, on the worksheet or in their workbook, we can check off the corresponding checkbox next to each statement here in the assessment. Based upon what checkboxes are checked, at the bottom of each life area, the system will automatically calculate on a scale from 1 to 5, 1 being urgent crisis, 5 being thriving, giving back. We can see, based upon what was checked, the system calculates vulnerable high risk as the person's financial resource level. We'll click Save section and continue. It brings us to the next of the 11 resource areas, emotional the emotional section here to the left. We would just check off the different checkboxes for emotional, and then again, it will calculate for the emotional resource area what level this person's at. They're at level three, stable. I hope you get the idea. We're just going down through this form and filling out the information that we have for the investigator. At the end of each of these sections, we're brought to the stability scale, also return on investment indicators. We can record that information and ultimately save this assessment. I'm going to skip ahead and just save this assessment right now. And we can see on top of the blue baseline data, we have our second assessment that's been recorded. For time, I didn't go through each area, each specific life area, but you can see for financial, emotional, and mental, the change in each of the different areas. Let's take a look at another client that's had several assessments recorded under their case. I'm going to open up the case for Mr. John Public. We look under his assessments tab on the right, and there's actually been four assessments. The first assessment, which was blue, was recorded during the class early on. The second, that black colored uh, assessment, you can see it here in the graph, was recorded at graduation. The third, the green colored tab, was recorded six months after the, the class had ended, and then orange was 12 months after the class started. So we can see over time the changes for each investigator in the areas of self-assessment of resources, the stability scale, and finally the return on investment indicators. What we want to see under return on investigator, excuse me, return on investment indicators is we would like to see the income and the client's assets increase over time, their debts and benefits decrease. And we can see here in this column, the delta column, if someone has increased their income, increased 
their assets, we can see that percentage increase there. And also if the benefits have decreased, debts have decreased, we can see those there um, that they negative, they've changed in the, in the negative direction. Once this information is entered in, we can run reports. So any information that's entered into the system, we can generate reports uh, from the system. I'll talk a little bit about those reports now. We can generate a report for each individual investigator in the Getting Ahead class. Here on the screen, I'm showing you an example of an investigator report for John Public. It's basically a printout of the system based upon the assessments that have been recorded. We can see it has the graphs here, just like we see within the system itself. It also has the numeric values, so we can see how the person has changed over time from level one crisis to level five, thriving, giving back, ultimately. So reports can be generated at a client or an investigator level, one by one. We can also generate reports for the program as a whole and individual classes. Here in this next report that I'm going to show you, for the Getting Ahead program, we can see for each group, each class, the corresponding percentages. For the group two or second class, what percentage of those investigators increased their financial resources? What percentage increased their emotional resources, increased their mental resources, and so forth? We can see group by group or class by class, and also across all groups or all classes. So we can really show the effectiveness of our Getting Ahead program through the reports. And this may be several classes over the course of several years, but our reports are cumulative. They show all the data um, from all groups in your Getting Ahead program there at your site. One other piece of information that can be, uh, that's important to bring up is that this information can be made available in a de-identified way so that the results are provided to the AHA process to be aggregated for national data. So anyone who's using Getting Ahead and following the model, that information with your commission can be made available for nationwide statistics and data. Um, there is a portal available to the AHA process, and they're able to get reports to show the effectiveness of the Getting Ahead sites using Charity Tracker to evaluate the investigators in the Getting Ahead program. So being part of this is also um, helping to prove that you know that the system works, you know that the program is effective, but we also can provide the data and statistics to back up that um, to show that the, system, the program really does work. So at this time, uh, what I wanted to do is just kind of demonstrate the tools to show how they can work. Um, at this time, I'd like to bring on our friend Quinn Shipper. Quinn is the founding executive director of Stillwater Cares in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And hopefully you can provide a first-hand testimonial of how Charity Tracker is used in their community and specifically how it's been used to evaluate their Getting Ahead program. Okay, well, thank you, Kyle. Yes, thank you. So first I'd like to say the hi to those whose names I recognize and hello to others I'm getting to know on the webinar today. And in Stillwater, Oklahoma, we truly believe it's possible to elevate people above and beyond their circumstance of poverty, whatever that might be. So to assist that quest, in September of 2014, we launched Charity Tracker in Stillwater, Oklahoma with 40 agencies. Uh, we were able to bring Kyle and Joy in to do training of almost 100 uh, agents uh, within those agencies, and that network has continued to grow uh, by 20% just in the first year, continues to grow. And we are part of what is called Bridge the Gap Oklahoma, a statewide initiative to address the prevention and alleviation of poverty in ways, as we say, that are relational, responsible, respectful, and redemptive. 
So today I want to share a few thoughts about our experience with the Charity Tracker Getting Ahead tool. Um, as those many of you listening know, investigators self-discover many things through getting ahead. And one thing that they invariably realize and express is a statement we hear so frequently that knowledge is power. So aspects like the stability scale, the 11 resources assessment are very eye-opening. Um, again, as many of you know, but because we believe it is possible to elevate people beyond their circumstance, we support that why by what we do and how we do it. So if a primary outcome of getting ahead is to bring investigators to a place of stability, we look at the beginning from the end, and I'm not referring here to the end of the getting ahead class. I'm referring more to the ongoing support structures that transcend graduation. So one of those support structures is Charity Tracker's Getting Ahead tool. Um, AHA Process actually consulted some with us in its development and in some of the follow-up, and we're highly committed to it, obviously. And Stillwater was one of the early adopters of the Getting Ahead tool when it was released uh, last year, and we implemented it with a class that graduated last June, coincidentally this very same week that we're talking today. Um, you can, if you want, go to stillwatercares.org. We've got some video clips and getting ahead testimonials, that kind of thing, if you want more information about the local. But I want to make three points particularly today. And first, um, I want to emphasize the aspects of getting ahead we look at from beginning and beyond. So number one is to engage investigators in the process. So last June, again, we were implementing this as early adopters. We were weighing how we wanted to do that in this pilot experience with a class that was graduating last June. And so we had a couple of choices to make. As Kyle said, you can collect information from the investigators, have an input, that's one option. We decided that we would like to get the investigators involved in the process. Uh, so I'd like to share a little bit about what that was like, and he, you can hear from me on that. Um, in my middle-class mindset, I presumed that this would be a very quick exercise, you know, maybe 20 minutes per investigator. So what we did is we set up three computer stations at the Getting Ahead class site with the understanding that investigators would be excused three at a time to come out for our 20 minutes and input information. Well, what in fact happened is investigators kind of wanted to relive their answers to the stability scale, explain things about the 11 resources. There was a lot of really great and stimulating circular conversations, but it ended up taking about, on average, one hour per investigator to input all that data. But this is what, it, what made that experience for us worthwhile. When we got all the information entered and we pushed that magic key that produced the graph like you've just seen demonstrated by Kyle, every single investigator lit up like a Christmas tree to see this appear in front of them on the screen. And that also became a talking point to communicate that the goal was every 6, 12, 18 months after graduation, that's what we decided to do in Stillwater to aim for, they would be given an opportunity to Take the assessments again and see, as Kyle demonstrated, comparatively what progress had been made or areas they still needed or wanted to work on. 
So being part of that process by the investigators with those of us who are assisting with the data input became very highly motivating and reinforcing of all the work they had done to that point as investigators. So you will need to decide a system that works best in your situation. Um, we've discussed doing this incrementally as the getting ahead class progresses. So for example, when investigators complete the stability scale, perhaps they could participate in entering of data right then. But that, of course, is more complicated, requires more planning, more additional what we call digital volunteers to assist. But if investigators are computer savvy, perhaps they can enter the data directly as they do the components. So what we were achieving there in that let's try it this way experience, it was keeping the investigators directly connected to the work that they were doing instead of removing it and having someone else just take the information and input it. And again, you decide what's going to work for best for you, experiment with different things. And this leads really to my second and third points, which are much briefer. Secondly, uh, we encourage bringing investigators to the table. So to seek community-based solutions to addressing poverty mandates that those in the economic class of poverty are at the table. I know you all are emphasizing that all the time, but what I've discovered with the Getting Ahead um, tool is that you can bring people to a virtual table, and this tool provides a way to do that. Now, this is certainly a more abstract experience than being, say, at a literal table in your local community with your steering committee or guiding coalition or a task force or team or other ways that investigators are involved in building your Bridges Initiative locally. But getting them involved at a table, literally, and through a tool like this virtually, really leads to my third and final point, and that is that it, you want to empower investigators to make a difference. Um, I really have discovered that investigators are motivated to know that they are part of a much bigger picture of addressing poverty and that many other getting ahead groups and getting ahead graduates from around our region or state or country are contributing valuable information that will ultimately help many others find stability and sustainability. So when you implement the Charity Tracker Getting Ahead tool you know, during the class or however you choose to do it, that is the time to begin helping investigators understand that this not only is helping them as individuals, but also connecting them to a bigger picture of addressing poverty. Um, that there is value to others by participating in data collection locally that can have an impact in their community, regionally, their state, nationally as well. So I encourage engaging investigators in the process, help them understand why this will help them, why this will add value to others, and in doing so, I believe you're empowering them even more to make a difference. So I'll close with those comments, Kyle. Wonderful. Thank you, Quinn. Awesome. At this time, I believe that concludes um, our presentation. I'd like to bring Joey back uh, just to mention a few things. Um, uh, we'll open up the floor right now. We'd welcome any questions, uh, any comments that anyone would have. Uh, this is Quinn. I'll toss in that we have been using Charity Tracker almost two full years. And one thing that uh, we feel so confident about is the ease of usability and how simple it is to learn and to use and to train others in. 
And we're very, very excited about that because it's a very simple and definitive using subscription-based resources, either personally or through your agencies or companies or organizations. Uh, the price point is very affordable, and the program is very practical and easy and powerful. So I'll just interject that. We're very excited about how we use it in the many variety of ways of uh, using uh, it in our community in our area. Awesome. Thank you, Quinn. I appreciate that. Um, I see a few questions here. I'll just kind of try to address some of these as we go through. Um, Quinton asked, if multiple agencies are using the program, will they all link or do we have to purchase together? And the answer is, it just takes one organization to get started in a community. Um, you may find that there's already a network in your community that you could join, um, but if there's not, one agency can start Charity Tracker. You can, you can use it in-house to keep track of your getting ahead facility, uh, investigators. Um, you don't have to connect with other agencies, but if you do, you can invite other agencies to collaborate along with you. And if you do, um, they can, you can purchase, uh, we do a volume pricing available, but each agency can pay for their own subscription fees if that's, um, if that's their desire. Thank you for your question, Clinton. Um, Charles asked, uh, in terms of pricing, what is a user? And a user is not an investigator. Uh, it is a getting ahead facilitator or staff member that enters the information into the system. So you would not be charged per investigator in your getting ahead class. That wouldn't be cost effective. Uh, it's per person that needs access to the system. So uh, for a getting ahead site, might only need one facilitator to log in. That would be counted as one user or one subscription to the system. If you'd like, if you want more, if you're interested in more information, I'd like to get started. Um, you can reach out to either my teammate Joey Yarber, 888-764-0633, or myself, Kyle Minkler, at that same number, 888-764-0633. We'd be happy to do a one-on-one -on -one demonstration or answer any specific questions that you may have. Someone else asked, can the raw data be downloaded and exported in a CSV? Exactly, absolutely. Um, any data that's entered into the system can be exported in CSV format, so a comma-separated value, like an Excel file. Nancy asked, is the user agreement in a place where it can be reviewed by legal? Yes, Nancy, if you'd like to reach out to us, we'd be happy to email you um, our terms of service so you could review any end-user agreements that are uh, in place. We'd be happy to get that and answer your questions about that so it can be reviewed by your legal team. Can the release of personally identifiable information in the community where Cherry Tracker is shared among agencies be shared? Um, absolutely. Each one of our Charity Tracker networks, uh, we do provide a release of information form. That, that ROI, we call it, release of information form, is a client consent that the client must sign if any information is being shared between agencies. We're happy to send you a copy of that, that, that release of information form if that's your desire. If you're not connected with any other agencies, then no identifiable information is being shared. There's no uh, requirement of a release form in that situation. It'll only be if you connect with one or more agencies in your community. Another question from Ray. Have you tried gathering data from getting out when the returning citizens are scattered and are not allowed to use a computer? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, Quinn, I don't know if you have any um, experience with getting ahead or getting out, do you? You know, I do not directly. While Oklahoma has certainly been 
actually that's where the uh, getting out was introduced, the getting ahead while getting out program was introduced about 15 months ago first in Oklahoma, and it is becoming used in more and more correction types of facilities. Um, I don't have that information. Maybe I can follow up. Um, I think at this stage, to my knowledge, the Getting Ahead tool is being used in local communities with Getting Ahead groups in those communities. So we could certainly try to find someone to connect to um, who could perhaps answer that question. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. I want to thank Kyle and Joey and Quinn. Um, looks like there's one last question there, Kyle, if you want to take and then we can bring it to a close. Yes, uh, from Quentin. Quentin asks, can you print the assessment to be completed? Absolutely. We can provide PDF copies of um, the, the curriculum, the pieces of information that are collected during assessment. And of course, it is found in the Getting Ahead workbook. So um, you, could, you could take it directly from the workbook if you'd like. Great. Well, thanks, folks, and thanks. Uh, this has been an AHA Process webinar podcast. Visit ahaprocess.com for more. Royalty-free music courtesy of sound.com.